Welcome to the Walking in Purpose podcast, where we teach you how to discover your God-ordained purpose for your life and relationships. And I'm your host, Afoke Wonsuzu. So let's get down to it. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back, guys, to another wonderful episode with me. It's your girl, Afoke. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, bro. Hey. Whoever is listening, I'm not sure, but hey to everyone. Welcome back to this channel. Hope you all had a wonderful weekend and enjoying each day and overcoming because you are an overcomer and more than a conqueror. And I want to believe that your Christian walk is going great and that you're overcoming obstacles. But I know you're killing it. You're killing the Christian walk. And um, just wanted to say I believe in you. I know that whatever comes your way, you are more than able to overcome. Okay. Anyways, before we jump into the episode, just a quick update from me here. Um, Monday is a public holiday in my province uh, in Canada, that is Alberta. It's actually family day. I don't know if we actually do celebrate, celebrate family day, but it for sure is a day for us to like just like unwind and just catch up on that much needed rest from our jobs and our busy life. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, but I'm here, of course, over the weekend recording right now so that I can uh, deliver this episode to you fresh on Monday morning. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Okay, anyways, enough of that mini update. Let's jump right into the episode. Okay, so all right. So for today's episode, we are talking about, well, you already guessed it from the title. Um, We're talking about why would guys or men commit? And I've been wanting to talk about this topic for a while now. So I'm actually glad to be speaking on this topic today. Okay, so why won't men commit? Why would they? Like, what are they afraid of? (laughs) What is the problem with these men? Like, lady or sis, you are beautiful and all, but they've kind of shown interest. Like, these guys have kind of shown interest, but they're just not committing to you, committing to marriage. It seems like they were interested in you initially, but now you're the one trying to get them to commit. I mean, maybe you've texted, you've called, but he only responds when he feels like he keeps staring at your Instagram DM status, wondering when he'll like read your message or return your call. Like what is making him act this way? And for some ladies, the more he rejects you, the more you want him because you've now become used to that cycle, that bad cycle of rejection and forcing a man to commit. Perhaps he's refusing to commit because you have to meet some crazy requirements to be the perfect girl for him before he commits, or you're too flawed for him. So he has to put you under like consideration and he'll try to get you back and he'll try to get back to you soon. Like, let me think about it. I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you soon. Oh, you know, like, For you, you might be like, yeah, the guy may be like, yeah, you're cute and all, but your tummy is too big. Oh, you have to lose about 15 pounds and then maybe I can consider you. Or maybe there's something missing about you. Oh, you don't have that thigh gap that most girls have. Oh, you're too Christian. And then you consider dropping your Christian faith or becoming less Christian because of one man and the wrong man too, if I might add. Come on. Can you imagine how much of yourself you'll have to lose every day of your life if you somehow ended up with the with the wrong person, with such a person? God forbid, God forbid for you, sis. Seriously, you'll be gone before you know it, but God has much, much better in store for you. 
Okay. And let me just add that if you've ever gone through a situation where a guy has, you know, tried to make you meet some crazy requirements about your tummy being too big or your body being one way or whatever, girl, your body is perfect just the way you are and you're perfect just the way you are, though it shouldn't stop um you shouldn't stop your personal growth and self-development just because you're perfect because there is always room for growth, okay? And so I just wanted to add that disclaimer there, <laughs> okay? Because sometimes you feel like, oh, yeah, we're perfect. So she said I'm perfect or someone thinks I'm perfect, so I shouldn't work on myself. No, everyone has personal goals and personal development goals. So that's always important because there's always room for growth uh, to grow as human beings, okay? And it takes the right man to know and appreciate you for who you are, okay? It takes the right man to know and appreciate you for who you are. And don't get me wrong. If you have to lose some weight because of health concerns or personal goals, that's fine, okay? But it should be your own decision, not a condition placed on you for a relationship. It's not that serious, okay? No one should ever place a condition on you for a relationship, Okay, and also no one should reject you because of who you are. You don't have to lose yourself to gain a man, not at all. And I feel like I have to say that again. Sis, you do not have to lose yourself, okay, to gain a man, not at all, okay? And let me just backtrack here a little bit, um, just give you some personal experience. And in my particular situation, in my single days, I um, used to date a guy that would complain about a bunch of things like the smile lines on my face when I smile so he would never ever like my photos. Something I never even realized that I had and I used to always love my smile, you know, and that was then. But now, meanwhile, like my husband thinks I'm like the most beautiful thing in the world, even when my face is messed up in the morning with drool all over. You know what I mean? Like, He's always saying, like, you're so beautiful, you're even blowing. I'm like, bruh, are you even kidding? Like, he does every day, but, like, seriously, I'm not joking. Every day, you know, he loves my smile lines, loves everything about me, and has even helped me love the parts of me that the wrong guys tried to make me throw away. Okay, so why am I saying this? It's just to say, ladies, let us not worry about guys committing. You know, you've lost too much of yourself already in just trying to get a man to commit and meeting his his ridiculous requirements, you know? And the reason why I want us or you as a lady to stop worrying about a guy committing or wor worrying about that question, why won't guys commit? Why won't he commit to me? Is because there are more important things for you to worry about, okay? And that which is more important for you to worry about is your commitment to God. So sis, are you committed to God? Are you? Because if you are not committed to God, then how can a man commit to you? How can the right man commit to you? Because the truth is, you have to be committed to God so that he can commit you to the right man. And he can commit the right man to you. I'll just say that one again. You have to be committed to God first on your part as a lady, as a sis, right? You have to be committed to God first so that he can commit the right man to you, okay? And without this commitment to God, it just may be impossible to get the right man to commit to you. But of course, you can always get someone to commit to you by doing it your own self. But even if you do that, is that man ordained by God to be your husband? So I ask you again, sis, are you committed to God?
Because for God, he's always committed. He's always invested. But you, on the other hand, are you committed to God? And if not, why won't you commit to God as well? I want to read uh, to you from Psalm 37, verse 4 to 5, which says, let's see here. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will bring it to pass. Let me read that verse 5 again. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Everything. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will bring it to pass. Okay, and that's Psalm 37 verse 45. So commit your ways to the Lord, sis. Commit your ways to the Lord, including the commitment from the right man for marriage. Because only God can bring it to pass, not you. Because that verse is really saying that if you commit everything you do to the Lord, he will commit, he'll be committed to making all those things that you want to happen, including that marriage and commitment. He will make all of those things happen as well. He'll be committed to making all of those things happen for you as well. Um, you see, back in my single days, I used to always ask the same question, just like you're asking now. Like, why wouldn't he commit? In my case, it wasn't really... Um, <clears throat> excuse me, in my case, it wasn't really worrying about a guy to commit to dating. The issue of commitment happened after we started dating. You know, um, we date for some time and then it ends because of indecision and God knows what else. Okay. But I also realized that those guys weren't the ones for me. So thank God that they ended with those guys. Thank God those relationships ended with those guys because they just weren't the right ones for me and I was in the wrong place, okay? But yeah, um, commitment in relationship could be related to either committing to dating you, which is the case for some of you, or getting stuck in a relationship with a guy who is not committed to marrying you like it was for me and maybe some of you are experiencing this as well, okay? So again, for me, I used to worry about a guy committing in my relationships back then, uh, worry, worry about them committing to marriage, especially after dating for such a long time. But I realized I was concerned with the wrong things, okay? I realized I was I was uh, concerned with the wrong things. And even though I say I realized, it actually took me years <laughs> to realize this, okay? So it wasn't like, it wasn't that easy a realization, okay? It wasn't like I just woke up and I'm like, oh, I realized, no. It was a process and I had to suffer dearly for my bad decisions, but um, it, it wasn't that easy a realization, okay? But that's why I want to share with you guys today because you don't have to spend years as well to come to this realization, okay? So even though I was wondering why they won't commit and all of that stuff, I was in a relationship with God at the time, believe it or not. But what kind of relationship though? What kind of relationship did I have with God at that time? You see, I wasn't committed to God myself. I wasn't committed to God. I actually was the one calling the shots. It wasn't a committed relationship with God. I used to be like, <laughs> I used to be like, um, God, you can take all of these over here. Like you can be involved in this part of my life. Okay, take this part, take that part, take all of those things over there in my life. But when it comes to my relationships, um, please leave that one to me. Okay, because <laughs> I don't think you know what I want. 
Okay? Because I don't want no boring guy. I knew what I liked, so therefore I had to make it happen on my own will, by my own self, right? And when he comes across my way, when that guy comes across my way and I endorse him, only then can you, God, get involved because I want you to endorse him. Like, oh my goodness, like where did all of doing those things end me? My last relationship ended after almost four years and I was so broken in the end and I had never been that broken in my entire life. I had met this guy and before God could even say anything, like, like anything about the matter or even give me his own opinion, I like ran away from God's presence because like I said before, I wanted God to handle everything else but my relationships. Right. So before God could even say anything, I like ran away from God's presence unconsciously, I think. Um, but anyways, I ran away from God's presence so that I wouldn't really get God's answer on the matter. You know, and I was like, God, you can endorse him still, you know, but just from over there. Right. Like endorse him from where you are and where I've run to. You know, thank you. I love you. Right. Because you never leave me and forsake me. So just endorse me. Let me just go and just live my best life. Right. And I'm like, bye. <laughs> I'm like, love you, God. Bye. But um, anyways, moving on. After I tried it my way for such a long time, um, I realized that I shouldn't be concerned with a guy committing to me. Okay, I'm not responsible for that at all. Okay, God is responsible. It was God's responsibility. It was God's responsibility. <laughs> Too many S and B's in that word. It was God's responsibility, not mine. Okay, so I needed to be committed to God, committed to a relationship with Him because He has my love story. And He always had my love story in His hands. But I never cared to ask him about it because I knew I, I, I thought I knew better, you know, but within the love story God had for me, he also had a man for me. And that man, hmm, that man, that man will not make me wonder why he won't commit or when he will commit or even beg him to commit. That man will find me, spot me and do all he needs to do in order to make me his. And that's just how the, the, the story happened. Thank God, because I surrendered my will and everything to God and became so committed to God. And I just took my hands off of the matter of marriage. Like I literally just folded my hands on that topic of marriage and I allowed God just do his thing. Okay. I just wanted God to just freestyle on that whole um, marriage topic for me. So I just told God like, I'm going to fold my hands on this husband, husband thing and just pursue you and do your work. That is my purpose. And the next relationship, yes, I want it to be for marriage, but this time the marriage that you, God, ordained for me. So I was going to wait for God to show me and say, hey, my daughter, Africa, there is your husband. Okay, I wasn't going to send myself to a place hoping for marriage again this time, at least back then when this was all happening. And one of the ways to confirm uh, for me at that time would be would have been for that man to tell me that God had told him and his wife and, you know, before I even got to say anything. And of course, I had my prayer list too, um, which I had um, things I was praying for and asking God to confirm as well. Um, but I'm hoping to speak more about this uh, prayer list and prayer list writing as well sometime on this channel um, at the right time. Um, anyways, and just like I asked God for a sign to confirm my husband, God did exactly that. My husband saw me and he didn't even waste time to wife me. Like, I mean, we got engaged four months after dating. 
And trust me, if he could do it sooner, he would have. He was doing his uh, postgraduate studies at the time. But after school, we kind of got married and the rest they say is history, right? So yes, my husband finally came. But when he did, I did nothing, absolutely nothing to make him commit. I didn't ask or I didn't even get confused about his commitment to me. He was sent by God and God committed him to me. Okay, he was sent by God and God committed him to me. And God also committed me to him as well. All while I was folding my hands in the matter of marriage, as opposed to before where I was like all up in the marriage space trying to make this happen for myself. And while my hands were folded, God's hands were unfolded, getting the work done for me. I had nothing to do on this marriage matter other than to pray Trust God and do his will. I wasn't consumed with praying for a husband. I would pray about it from time to time. Um, but I wasn't concerned. I wasn't consumed about the issue of marriage or of me being found. I just allowed God do his thing. Allowed him just freestyle on the matter because he already had my love story in his hands. Because I finally understood that that love story was already written by God. And so I just properly position, positioned myself by being in a relationship with God, in a committed relationship with God, so he could lead me to that man and that marriage he already ordained for me. Okay, that love story, it wasn't being written. It wasn't, I wasn't stopping God from that love, uh, sorry, I wasn't stopping, uh, what am I trying to say? I wasn't stopping that love story from being written, right? It was already written by God long ago before I was even born. Because the word of God says in Isaiah 46, verse 10, says, I make known the end from the beginning. From ancient times, what is still to come? I say my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. Okay. So only like reading that verse, only the author or creator of something can have such privilege to insight and knowledge. And I talk more about this um idea of God has already written your love story in episode 14. If you'd like to hear more on that topic and you haven't uh, heard, um, listened to that uh, episode before. So sis, your marriage has already been settled. You have no control and no influence over it. God knows who is best for you because he already ordained the best for you. I know most guys like to enjoy the fact that there are plenty of fish in the sea, you know, lots of fish in the sea. Like they enjoy the chase and the thrill of having so many girls at their fingertips. Like lots of girls to choose from so they can do whatever they please, right? And also, I would like to add that even though there's plenty of fish in the sea, also these fish, aka women, also throw themselves on these men as well which also contributes to the problem. So why should the man commit when you are already th throwing everything at him for free? And when you've given him everything for free, what is that man committed to? Okay, let me ask that one again in case this applies to you. <laughs> so why should a man commit to you when you already throwing all the goods at him for free? Okay, And when you're giving him everything for free, what is that man committing to? Is there even anything to commit to? Hmm. But here's the thing. Even though there are plenty of fish in the sea, 
You need to understand that there is fish and there is fish. Okay, if you want to buy fish, you can walk to the closest grocery store to you and get fish. No stress, no pressure. There are loads of them for you to choose from and buy at the grocery store. Or you could even go fishing. Fishing, like there's there's lots of options to choose from. Like there are even spe- species of fish that I don't even know about. But there is an abundance of fish. Okay, but going to the grocery store only means you'll be buying from the common breed of fish, like I said, salmon, mackerel, and the others. I don't really know a bunch of names for fish. But with that being said, there's also the platinum arowana. Have you ever heard of this fish? I'm guessing that's a solid no. And (laughs) you wouldn't find this platinum arowana in your local grocery store if you were in there to ask Sorry, if you went there to ask for it. And they probably wouldn't even know what you're talking about if you said, hey, do you guys have the platinum marijuana fish? Right? And do you know why? I'll tell you. It's because this fish, according to Google, is the most expensive fish in the world. I think expensive fish or expensive aquarium fish in the world. One of the two, but it's the most expensive fish in the world. This fish, this platinum, because there there are different types of arowana, but the platinum arowana sold for a whopping 430,000 USD. Like, when I saw this, I was like, for only one fish? That's like someone's mortgage or someone's net worth. I mean, that's almost half a million dollars. My goodness, like how can a fish cost that much? And then I kind of read a little further about this fish and realized that this fish is so expensive because it is the rarest fish in the world. I was like, wow. So there's really fish and there's fish. So the reason why, the reason you wouldn't find this platinum arowana in the grocery store is because it is too rare. Makes sense, right? So yes, sis, there is plenty of fish in the sea, but how rare are you? And even if that fish were to somehow find its way to the grocery store, like seriously, if it somehow found its way to the grocery store closest to my home, let's say, for example, I wouldn't be wanting to buy that fish. I probably would admire the fish from afar and all because I know I can't buy it. Not because I don't want to buy that fish, but because it's almost half a million dollars. Come on, I don't have that kind of money yet, (laughs) you know. But that fish will be bought by only the person who can pay the price. That platinum marijuana will be bought by the person who can pay that price. Same for you, sis. The man who can pay the price for you is the one who will commit to you. And that is the man God has for you. But you need to evaluate yourself and ask if you are one of those grocery store fish or if you're like that rare and beautiful platinum marijuana. Now, I'm not trying to say you should, you should cost an amount of money, but I'm talking about worth and value. The way you carry yourself and present yourself determines your worth. If you want to be everywhere for any man to commit to you, then these guys would see no reason to commit. And if you keep wasting your time on waiting for a man to commit, you're just probably one of those many ladies asking for commitment from him, from him as well. And now I'm not saying that you're one of the local grocery store fish. If you have waited for a man to commit to you, no, don't get me wrong. You are that rare platinum arowana fish, but you have to understand that the more you wait around for a guy to commit, 
the more that guy makes you feel like you're a grocery store fish. Don't wait around for a guy to diminish your value all because you want him to commit. You are worth more than that. You are just as valuable and sought after and rare like that platinum arowana fish and you have to start carrying yourself that way. In my case, when I was single, I waited too long in those relationships waiting for a guy to make up his mind about me. And the, the more I waited, the more my value kept reducing to him. My value in itself did not reduce, but it kept reducing to him, to the guy, because he thought I would wait forever for him to commit to me. But like the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 7 verse 8, Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. And the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. So yes, the beginning may not have been great back then in my relationships, but there was still time for me to walk out of that unprofitable relationship and walk into a relationship with God that will include me being led to the marriage God ordained for me. And sis, there is time for you to rearrange your life and walk with God too, not waiting for a man to make up his mind about you or commit to you. Commit your ways to God. Genuinely get into a relationship with God because he has a love story already written for you. Walk with him and in his time, he will lead you to the man who will see you as valuable as that platinum arowana fish. And he will waste no time, says he would waste no amount of time to commit to paying the price to have you all to himself as his wife. Because he will know that you are that good woman who is hard to find, just like that platinum marijuana fish. He will know, I'm going to take it again. He will know, the right man for you will know, the man ordained by God for you will know that you are that good woman who, who is hard to find and her worth is far more than diamonds and rubies, according to Proverbs 31 verse 10. So sis, as I round up here, why won't guys commit? They won't commit because they aren't the one God has for you. And they aren't the ones that can pay the price for your value. They can't afford you because they aren't right for you. Like the price isn't right for those guys. Okay? The price isn't right. I mean, you are too expensive for them. You are a good woman, a rare woman. Your worth is far far worth more than rubies and diamonds and you are a platinum arowana among all the plenty of fish in the sea but you need to take your value back from those guys and preserve it in god and if you don't believe that please start believing that right now because that is who you are sis nothing less than that you are valuable so walk with god sis commit yourself to him walk with him do his will and you will see that in his time he will commit the right man to you for a long-lasting, healthy and beautiful marriage God, God has ordained for you, ordained by God. So forget the guys that won't commit. Forget them. They will never see your true value. Okay? And the more you wait on them, they're just going to make you feel your value less when you are more than valuable. 
Okay, so forget them. Forget the guys that won't commit. They will never see your value. Wait on God. Keep renewing your strength in him and the right man will find you and wife you and you'll have no issues with commitment. I committed everything, my everything to God just to be in a relationship with God. And I didn't do that just because I wanted to be found. I mean, I got into a genuine relationship. I got into a genuine relationship with God just to be with him. And then after that, just doing his will and doing everything that God wanted me to focus on, he committed me to my husband. And my husband committed to me without me having to do anything about it. I just folded my hands and allowed God to unfold his beautiful plans for me. And I can tell you, I am living my best life because I chose to receive that best life from God, which is the love story he had already written for me. And I had no influence over it. I just had to accept his perfect will for my life. So sis, I hope this message has encouraged you. Remember that you are a platinum arowana fish, not a local fish among the plenty of fish in the sea. You are rare and full of value and worth. And don't give any man the opportunity to think he can mess you up with the lack, with his lack of commitment. Walk with God, commit to him and live your life for him like Matthew 6, 33 says. And you will see that in his perfect time, he will bring that man to you who will commit to you and wife you without you even lifting a finger and trying to make him commit to a marriage with you. God bless you, sis. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. God bless you. And I'm sure this message has blessed you as much as it has blessed me. Please like, subscribe, share, leave a comment to let me know how you've been blessed by this message. Or if you would like to email us, you can do so by writing to us at info at walkinginpurpose.ca. Also, don't forget to follow our page on Instagram at Walking in Purpose Podcast and also share with as many as the Holy Spirit leads you to share with. God bless you and I'll see you next week.